episode of Executive Talk. My name is Maurice Washington. I'm your host. I want to welcome those that are here live in our studio audience and also those that are watching us live. In today's show, we're talking about a phenomenal relationship in the workplace between employers and employees. Now, yes, that's my sarcasm. If you follow the other shows, you guys will pick up on the sarcasm in the beginning um, in each entrance because we all know that employers and employees have the strangest relationship in the office. They both need each other for survival. They both need each other to push through. But there's a lot of conflict within the office space. Would everybody agree? Yes. I'm sorry. Would everybody agree? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. At home, would you guys agree? You got to know that employees have a certain way that they feel about their employers, and employers have a certain way they feel about their employees. Now, one thing you can do is look up online and look at all the horror stories. You can go to the Barnes and Nobles, and you can pick up a book that talks specifically about each other. There's a lot of messages out there regarding this relationship between employers and employees. So last week, what we dealt with is the, the employer side. Today, we're going to deal with the thorns and thistles in the office space, but we're going to talk about the employees part and what they bring to the table. Because I think it's important for us to actually know how these thorns and thistles come about. Because this is actually um, a good thing, employers and employees, for things that happen. But the thing is, we turn it into something else. So I want to show where that conflict is or where those thorns and thistles are. Now, in order to talk about this particular topic, what we're talking about is Ephesians 6, 5 through 9. Okay? And if people have read this, I'm going to go ahead and read it out loud. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of the heart, just as you will obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do, whether slave or free. Now for the employers and masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with them. So, the scripture is very specific. There's no favoritism with them. Wholeheartedly, there's a lot of passionate words in there. But again, the enemy only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, we got to figure out how he comes in to destroy this particular message, this particular scripture. That's how you have to find, that's how you can find thorns and thistles. Look at the scripture and see how the enemy can twist it or take parts out in order to make it to his dialogue. So, if we look at this, slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ. What's constant in these two examples of how you want, want you to act? As a slave. Well, that's right. But remember this. Just as you would obey Christ. But as slaves of, but as slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord. See, the Lord, whenever you deal with the Lord, that is the foundational piece in order to operate. He always brings it back to as if you are serving the Lord. So, because that means it will be rooted correctly. 
Now, in order for the enemy to actually destroy this and create thorns and thistles within the office, office space, all you have to do is take this part out, just as you obey Christ. So if you keep this part out, all you have is respect and fear and sincerity of heart. Well, the, the truth is, do, do you feel like everybody obeys Christ? No, no. That's the trick right there. That's the trick of this scripture. That's why it's ineffective in a lot of, a lot of ways. It can be effective if we're all obeying Christ, but if we're not coming into this relationship, the employer and employee relationship with obeying Christ, then all you're doing is just obeying man. So that's how you disrupt this whole scripture because now you're just trying to do, so now you're trying to do it from the flesh. Can you do anything wholeheartedly from the flesh? Yeah, no, no. Wholeheartedly as if you're serving the Lord. See? The scripture always brings it back to the Lord wholeheartedly. So, let's think about this. Employees, just like anybody else, we all have these moments in our life. And I'm going to take you guys back to age 18 through 35. Okay? 18 or whatever age you got booted out of the house, kicked out of the house, or claimed your independence. That's when life changed, right? When you claimed independence, all at the same time, you were insecure at that particular moment, right? Because guess what? I'm going to show you, Mom. Or, okay, it's time for me to go and do my own life. What do you have to go do? Find a job. Okay? You start developing your life. You find a job. You don't have the situations quite yet. But guess what? You find a boyfriend. You find a girlfriend. Okay, all right. We love each other. Marriage, boom, okay? Guess what, we're both responsible adults. See, you're starting to create this whole scenario in your lifetime. So you guys get married. So next thing is, you know what? We're so responsible, let's have kids now. So you have one, two, maybe three, four, don't know whatever the situation is, okay? You create this scenario. <clears throat> now, guess what? You also buy that house because the market is right right now to buy a house. So now you, 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 you have this picture. Now, guess what with this picture? When you operate with this particular picture, and let me take you here, the enemy's job in the very beginning, he wants to lead you to this point of appearances. And what do I mean by appearances in that particular scenario? Why would I say appearances? And here's, here's the reason why. If you're, a, if you're a husband or wife, you guys probably sold each other on what you guys can bring to the table. You know what? I'm going to work, and each year... We're going to go on a vacation. I'm going to work. We'll go on that vacation, and we'll also take our kids on vacation with us. So guess what? Each one of you guys are selling each other on appearances, that this is how it's going to be in our relationship. But then also, you start selling yourself on appearances as well. So guess what? Now you've operated in this. So now you told your parents, I'm independent. You told yourself, you're independent. You told your wife, your husband, that you're independent. You told your kids that you guys can be dependent on us. So now everything is all set in stone. Is this particular person, employee in this situation, living by faith or by sight if, if, if they're operating through appearances? Sight. Sight? Would you guys sight. agree? Yes. Absolutely. But the Bible tells us to live by faith. See, 
the enemy has came in real early in the stages and what he wants he wants what he wants us to do in our lives is rush so when we start living through appearances we can operate life through sight does that make sense okay so my real resume to the table as an employee as a potential employee when i come to the table i've got house i have two cars I have insurances, I have vacations I need to do, I have three kids, I need benefits for all those kids, <laughs> I need to make sure um, these kids get to college, I got to make sure my 401k, I want to retire, I got all these things to the table. So this is my real true resume, this is who I am bringing this to the table every job I go with me. Now if you think about it, have you ever seen a resume before that has, I don't know, um, from 1996 to 2000, I worked at this company, and then from 2000 you, to 2003, you were, you know, you've seen the resume. So the resume represents, okay, you can look at it and say in a few different ways. Well, maybe that person was just, you can, you know, looking for their right career, but how do we, how do we know that, that resume doesn't represent, they're trying to find something that fits this lifestyle. We don't, we don't know that. But we can assume that for sure because maybe they left the job because, well, this job is hiring and they have more better benefits or they're going to offer more money so this thing can be taken care of because you've already sold the whole family on these appearances that this is how it is going to be. So the problem is, what happens and the reason how you can create thorns and thistles and bring your stuff to the table is my only concerns on how much money I have and the manifestation that I've created in the background. And the manifestation is all my stuff. Okay, all the stuff that I've created for my lifestyle, I'm bringing it to the fort. So to each job interview, I'm bringing this stuff to me. Yes, I, I chose you my job experience, but I don't, you don't know anything about my personal situation that's going on. But I'm bringing that stuff already to the table, and you don't even know me. Now, let me, uh, let me run through a particular scenario right here and show you what it looks like in the interview and how this thing makes a lot of sense for you guys. So anybody want to play the employer for me? Okay, you be the employer. I'll be the potential employee coming to your job. I'm coming in the office and sit down. How you doing? I'm great, thank you, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So tell me about your company. I am the president and founder. I how much she's gonna pay me. Truth, how much is it gonna pay you, is that what you wanna know? Well, no, keep on telling me about your, your uh, opportunity uh, okay, here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Truth Entertainment is a great um, opportunity for weeks. business. If you're in the music industry, if you're looking to climb the corporate ladder, there's lots of room for turnovers. Hmm. What else would you like to know about the company? Uh, we've been around, excuse me, 27 years. Oh, nice, nice. 27 okay, years. So we are in state so as well as out of state. Quickly. Excuse me? Oh, no, you're fine. You're good. You're, okay. You're good, yeah. Okay. Um, I have about 32 employees that consist of DJs, uh, dancers, choreographers. Okay. We have a few studios that we work in, in and out of town inside Colorado, as well as I uh, do other things that promote my company. We're also a nonprofit organization, which brings, helps, uh, excuse me, bring um, capital and revenue, which keeps me paying my employees as well. Okay, so my kids will be excited about that. I can brag to them about that. 
Okay, cool. Okay, great. Um, so um, when is the next opening? Uh, we're always hiring. Sure. Always, always hiring. Okay, and like so I said, once again, right in the music industry, there's right. always big turnovers, and we're always looking for people who are really uh, into their craft. If this is what you want to do, I can teach you anything from dancing to songwriting to choreography to producing to anything that you want to do to fashion to designing. To mm, okay. So much you could do. Cool. All right. Well, great. Yeah, I would love your opportunity. Um, you guys start next. You say you guys are always hiring. Start next week. Can you start today? I can start tomorrow. Does that work? Start tomorrow. That I can works start for tomorrow. me. Okay, great. Absolutely. I have one question for you, though. Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about, about yourself? Oh, sure. You know, you see my resume. You know, I worked in this uh, industry. I've worked with video for quite some time. So I love, I love music. I love everything that you guys have to offer. I think it's going to be a great company. I, I would be a great fit. I, I just love, I love what you guys offer and bring to the table. I think you'd be a wonderful fit. But I have a question for you. Another question. Sure. What kind of capital are you looking for? What kind of salary are you looking to earn? You know, um, based on the ad, I think you guys pay about 35 grand a year. That's like right around my range. So yeah, I was looking for just about that. Okay. Okay. Well, if you can leave me your resume, sir, and uh, I guess we'll take it from there. Oh, okay. Well, you're starting, you can start tomorrow, right? Yeah, Is you actually can start tomorrow, but I still would like to look at it. I still need to have it on file. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. for the if other need, uh, cool. venues, vendors who are going to be calling me, they want to know this. I need to forward that your press kit and packet and all that kind of thing. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank all you. Right. All right. So in that scenario, what did you guys pick up on? You were preoccupied. With what? All the site things, all the appearance stuff, the money, the... Absolutely. Did you pick up on anything? Your own personal reasons. Mm, that's right. That's right. Did you pick up on anything? Uh, your, your attention was elsewhere. That's it. So I barely heard what she said. I made my resume fit her position. I had no clue what she said. I heard a little bit what she said. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but... In perspective, I was thinking about something else. But one thing is missing in this whole example. What's, what else is missing? So I, you guys saw that I was preoccupied with things I had going on. But what, what else do I have going on? What did you guys see me do in the, very, in the genesis of this skit? You were completely talking to yourself. Uh, you did make, you, you made eye contact with me. But you didn't really, um, what I have to say, you didn't really, you, you're more concerned about the money. When can you start? You didn't really want to know about my company. That's right. You know That's what right. I mean? You didn't, you're That's ready right. to start. You just wanted the money. <laughs> That's exactly it. But what was over here that's now over here? My stuff. I brought all my stuff with me. My preoccupied, me being preoccupied is because now I'm operating with my stuff in the back end at, at the presentation. So this is what's happening, is that the employee came to the table with an empty heart because it's filled with selfish ambition. I just want to know how much you're about to pay me. Yeah, great, you're going to have a beautiful company, 27 years, great, beautiful. My selfish ambition, when are you going to pay me? I got stuff in the background. I got kids. I, my wife is about to get upset next week if I don't have a check. I got a cell phone bill. I got some things going on. Okay? I'm arrogant because I didn't even listen to you. All right? I'm lustful because I just need to know how much money I'm going to make because, oh, actually, I just want to know your, your position sounds great because I can brag to the kids that I work for a company such as yours with artists and so on and so forth. 
so I can look like the cool dad. I didn't give you all of me, did I? No, you didn't. So then when we look at the scripture here, am I coming in wholeheartedly? No. No. That's what I'm talking about. That's the thorns and thistles that come in from the employee's perspective because I didn't come in wholeheartedly. I came in with a hole, <laughs> but I did not come in wholeheartedly with everything I got because I'm concerned about your company. I thought, I thought it was a great match. I, had, I got this going on. I got my baggage with me. You don't know about it because, see, the, on, on the, in the land, you're not allowed to ask these questions. An employer and employee, you're not allowed to ask those questions. That's what the HR director, and HR director is still not even allowed to go this direction. It is what it is as soon as, the, as soon as I get the job. So here's a couple of scriptures that fit this moment. And it's pretty hardcore, these next three. For he is kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Do you see how that scripture fits in that particular scenario? I was thinking about the cost. I was thinking about, hmm, let me think about the money. Yeah, you, it sounds great. So eat and drink, he says to you, but my heart is not with you. Yeah, <laughs> we all know, <laughs> we know a lot of people like that. But this is, where the, this is where relationships as a whole get messed up, right in this scripture right here. Here's the next, next scripture that actually references, these are two major scriptures I need you guys to pay attention to. Proverbs 26, 24, and 25. He who hates disguises it with, with his lips, but he lays up deceit in his heart. That's pretty impactful. So I'm going to give you my lip service. I'm going to sell you on me so I can get hired, but I got some deceit going on in my heart over here. My bag is the most important thing to me right now. I'm not so, so much concerned about you, so I can't operate wholeheartedly. So right here, the, the interaction that we're having is already not real. <clears throat> when he speaks graciously, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Has anybody ever heard that scripture before? Yeah. Well, if you didn't, you heard it now. <laughs> All right. Same deal. Same deal with the deceit. Seven abominations, seven impurities that I'm bringing to the table. And I'll show you some other things here in the next few slides here that actually match that. This is the timeline. Okay, it's almost like the relationship timeline, but this is how it looks in the office space. 90 days to, and I'm going to uh, illustrate, 90 days to a year and a half. The journey of an employee. 90 days. You can see it on Facebook, just for an example. Hey, y'all, I got, I got a new job. God bless me. Did he bless you? Oh, my goodness. I love life, right? They're on time every day. Can't wait to get to work. As a matter of fact, they show up early all week, all, all for the whole 90 days. They're there early and doing everything. Matter of fact, helping the janitor open up the office space. That's how early they get. That's reaching, but you see what I'm saying. They get projects done on time. They're working their butt off. They're working even overtime. Hey, you got overtime? <laughs> it can't get any better than this. Are you kidding me? How, how would you know that I need overtime? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. You've, you've been blessing me so much. Okay, so they're working overtime. Now, 
This is 90 days at the job. Let's go ahead and go seven, seven months into the job. I'm still on time every now and then. You know, I get a couple bumps in the road. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Everybody has those moments. It's okay. It's all right. Now, I'm still getting my projects done. But now I just want to work normal, normal hours. Like, uh, eight to five works for me. I got some things to do after I get off work. You know, things are good. Is this, pers is this person starting to get settled? Yes. Yeah, come on now. 90 days. I was gung-ho. <laughs> That's right. All right. This is, you call it probation period, but this is the sale period, the 90 days. I sold you on the, I, I showed you that I was going to be wholeheartedly. So the employer in the background is like, oh, you know what? I got the, one of the best employees. I got the best hire on that I've had in decades. Wow. I didn't know, I, I didn't know they still existed. <laughs> and then seven months, he's like, he or she's like, uh, I, okay, well, it, maybe it's just a thing. Now, 1.5 years on the job. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's Sunday at 7 o'clock already. Hey, honey, check the clock and see if it's wrong. It cannot be 7 o'clock already. Oh, my gosh. Okay, fine, I'll go back to work. I'll, I will go. I wonder if I have any, how many sick days I have. Okay, well, whatever, I'll just go in. I hate what I do. Oh, my gosh. There can't be a worse job in this world. What happened to this person 90, you know, in the very beginning, in the, in the Genesis? Facebook on company time. Is it, does this happen often? <laughs> Absolutely. Enthusiasm is no longer there. So you remember that person in the very beginning? Oh, yeah, I love overtime. Does this project have to be done this week? Are you, you're so stupid. You are so, well, you, I can't believe you're my boss. But okay, you know, this is what that person's saying to themselves. Okay, all right, whatever, I'll do this. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's that Facebook and work thing. I, I, can, I can multitask at this point. Now, the enemy is putting that employer or that employee into idolatry. Exodus 20, 20, 15, thou shalt not steal. If you're looking for, if you're on Indeed.com, I don't know if Monster.com is still out there, but if you're on one of those job sites, are you looking for another job on company's time and they're paying you? So you're telling me that the company has been paying you to look for another job? Based on that scenario, that's what, you're, that's what you're suggesting. But this is where thou shalt not steal. You're already breaking one of those commandments. Are you stealing from the employer? Yes. Come on now. Absolutely. If you're doing Facebook and other stuff on, the, on their time and they're paying you, unless you're a social media expert at the company, are you stealing from that company? Yes. See? The enemy has already created thorns and thistles in that environment. 1 John 4 and 20 says, Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, <laughs> who they have not seen. Okay? I hate my boss. He's nothing but, he, he's a child of God, your boss. Or he or she is a child of God. So you hate your boss? Oh, the enemy's already, already sent you packing. 
He's already sent you packing. And you don't even know that's happening with you. Now, I went this on, I went this to, I went on a website, the top 10 concerns of employers. And these, I didn't know these were there until I researched it after I, I put this together. So, and they fell right in line with everything that we're talking about today. And this is at apprisetechnology.com. You guys can research it and look it up. But the top 10 concerns are, track it once so you don't have to pay twice. These are employers talking about employees and what they have to do to protect themselves. That's how scared of employees they are right now. Lose, losing your best employees or prospective hires. <clears throat> this is that employer saying, this is hard to come by. Allowing an employee to become a liability. Creating an invitation for claims. You don't know what's, what's going to happen in the office space. That's why you have an HR director, so on and so forth. Training managers to tell it like it is. And in reading the description, tell the employee whether, where the true performance is at. So that way, when, if we have to fire, them, if, fire that person, that way we have proof of their, of their work ethic. Employee morale problems, okay? That starts spreading like gangrene. That's that person who, hey, you wanna, you wanna do a lawsuit on this company? Oh, I don't like this place, you like it? No, we don't. Let's go ahead and see, stuff is going on in the back end. Employer compensation or improper compensation for employees. This is happening right now. You guys can go and look at some of the complaints for um, increasing the wage. Yes, life out there has become exp very expensive and it's creating this, this, type of, this type of complaint in the office space. It's forcing employers to pay higher wages when they may not have the funds. Being left out of the hiring process, getting caught in discrimination lawsuits, and clarity on job requirements. These are all the things employers fear when it comes to hiring employees. So that's what we're talking about when this relationship between employers and employees and why it's so impactful and what challenges they come, come into place with. Does this, a lot of this make sense for you guys? Okay. Look, there's, when you, when you think about what's going on and when, when we're talking about these uh, scriptures and everything, these, are, these can be applied in a lot of different areas. But for employees, this is, these are foundational. And this is where we can actually, as, a, as, a, as an environment, actually bring it back. And next week, we're actually going to talk about how can we mend that relationship. There is, there is biblical ways that we can actually make this thing happen and have these scriptures actually come true. Because when you operate through the scriptures, you will see the Lord in them. But there's a specific pathway for these scriptures to actually start working for you. I would like to invite everybody to follow this conversation and actually look at the past three episodes so that way you can get caught up on where we land with this one. And then so next week's show will absolutely make sense. But please find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on LinkedIn. Um, find us on Pinterest. Find us on every social media platform to continue this conversation and share it with somebody that you know that's an employer, um, an employee. Maybe you can help somebody, uh, help somebody's business with this relationship, with this conversation. Maybe there's some nuggets that will help them. That's what we're here to do. We're here to share. We're here to make sure that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That's ultimately what this boils down to. 
But in order to get to that point, we have to see where the enemy has destroyed some things. All right. So I want to thank you guys for being here. But in the meantime, actually, I have to get back to work. So you guys have a great day.